Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles in the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Welcome back, Slackers. Brad, how the heck are you? Oh, man, Addison, I am doing good. It's been a while. It's been a long, long while. It's been a minute. It's been, yes, a few minutes. I mean, things have happened. Life has moved on. And uh, we took quite a hiatus. In fact, we've gotten so many emails about it. Really? Yeah, I've been looking for you for a long time. Uh, you should have gotten lots from me. Was that was that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we have actually gotten a, a lot of messages, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of emails. A lot of we've had a, f- a number of people trying to figure out where the heck we are and what we're doing these days, at least from, you know, the one the one listener that we have. Um, but uh, yeah, I, we're back. No, it's, it's good to be back. Good to be talking with you. And uh catch up because that's one thing i've been missing this is our this is our opportunity to talk motorcycles in general and uh, we just happened to record it at the same time so this is pretty cool it is it is nice to to chat again uh, so i guess to that point i mean i guess that's where we start here man what what the heck happened where where have we been for the last what six seven months oh man well you know things are starting to open up right now but i guess for me the big thing is news wise klr 250 is running so that's awesome uh, I think that's the biggest news I've got that's relevant to this uh, to this uh, platform. But uh, yeah, I got it going. Was riding it around a little bit in the neighborhood. We're in the process of actually doing plastics and getting those cleaned up and trying to refurbish those. If you got any suggestions, uh, send them our way. I'm looking uh, looking to see if there's any way to do this uh, easily. But really, what it's coming down to is sanding, sanding, and more sanding, and then and then I'll polish it up a little bit at the end. So. Uh, that's pretty exciting. Pretty pretty stoked to be able to get out on that here pretty soon. Going to have to get some new tires, some new skins on that. Uh, but but that was in the works before I even tore into it. So, what about you? What have you been up to, motorcycle news related? Well, I mean, I guess just to to take it back even a step. I mean, we we've been we've been busy at uh, at, at our household. We've got a uh, lot of things happened. Right? We uh, we stopped. I don't know. Just before what was august september time frame roughly about there um was i think the last one we released uh with regards to the podcast since then man i've had a new baby i got a new job wow life has been busy so uh so that's kind of with everything going on you and i just kind of didn't connect we we previously both worked together uh within engineering and that made it a lot easier to connect often and get this done but with everything going on I mean, it's been uh, it's been a gap, and so uh, yeah, with with the new kid, with uh, with the new gig, everything kind of starting to settle back into a, a what we'll call a new normal. Not to imitate the new normal everyone kept talking about with uh, with COVID, but uh, settling into to everything going on. Thought you know we uh, we need to get back going. I, I I miss these chats, so I appreciate you coming back. I appreciate the you know that that. The podcast continues beyond just uh, just me. I'm, uh, it's fun to be back chatting this again. No, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, I just want you want to make sure that we stay on topic here. You want to talk about life and everything else in general. I, I just want to talk about motorcycles. <laughs> you know, whatever. You know, we can do whatever. I think everybody wants a little bit of a background, so I think that's fair. Thank you for for taking it a step back as well. Uh, but 
it, what have you done with bikes? I know that it's a little bit busy. You got a new new kid, um, but how? What have you been up to? What have you been working on? So fortunately, I've been able to uh, to start to combine a little bo- a little bit more of uh, of daily life with the the motorcycle industry. So the new job is relevant, despite all of your uh, your heckling. Yeah, uh, I started okay. working with uh, working for Polaris, so I've got an opportunity now to test, work with, uh, and support Polaris vehicles. Which, of course, for this podcast specifically, uh, you know, relate directly in Indian motorcycles uh, is a Polaris owned subsidiary. So uh, I get the chance to to work with those on the daily, which also includes the opportunity to kind of test and and run some of them here and there. Uh, so with that regard, some of the new and, and what's happening for me, uh, still some of the old projects are going, still playing with uh, the JT1 is coming along quite nicely. Uh, I have completely restored all of the components to where that is coming back a lot nicer than I expected. I was kind of going to make it a, a small beater bike, but it's looking way too nice for that these days. I uh, spent a lot of time on the dr 650 it's completely back up to date new lights everything else i'm putting a, a new new gauge on it so it's going to have you know gps and all the modern technologies you'd expect even though it's a 93 dr mm-hmm. uh, and then you know i keep riding the the triumph can't can't give that thing up I keep enjoying it more and more but yeah like i said working working here at polaris i've had the opportunity to get on a handful of bikes uh, and test those around for We'll call them somewhat extended test rides, um, you know, multi-day uh, adventures on, on really specifically, I've been able to get on the Chieftain and the Scout. So, uh, you know, opportunity to kind of try new things, which is which is a lot of fun. So you're not even going to include the slingshot in that? I mean, you know, it, it's questionably motorcycle related, but also a, a fair chance to run around in a slingshot, which we can we can deep dive, man. I can, I can go for days on that okay. one. I've... I've yeah. Anyway, we, we can dive into that. Well, I think um, that's somewhat real. I mean, some people would maybe suggest, I think that we could argue that definitely it's, it's not a motorcycle, but, but there are certain aspects of it that I think are interesting uh, when we talk about reviewing it from a motorcycling standpoint. Yeah. I mean, it, and it depends on the state. You know, a lot of states will actually have a requirement to have a tricycle endorsement. Um in order to be able to, to, to drive one. So the reality would you, is, that, would you rather me say that you're driving around the tricycle <laughs> right now? I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to understand. I know that you have one this weekend, but we don't have to get into that too much. I, I think that we want to stay on topic with the motorcycles. I mean, so, so the, with the new job, you end up um, having the opportunity to test ride some different uh, vehicles, motorcycles. I know there's some other things, definitely, you know, kind of, a, a little bit of a, a a spray of a few of the different things that Polaris uh, puts out. And so you can always look up Polaris for that and kind of get an idea. But I mean, one of the things that I'd always been interested in and had talked about on this show regarding was the Scout. And I know that you had an opportunity to ride one. And so I know that you have some feedback on what you thought. But uh, I mean, am I crazy? Am I crazy that uh, it, looking at a cruiser that a Scout has some attributes that are actually pretty awesome that are not typically found on a cruiser i uh, i wouldn't call it crazy at all yeah so uh, i mean we can we can dive in that one as well so w- with that you know and, and for obvious reasons just get into kind of my experiences riding it and, and not too much further than that but uh you know i 
it is definitely has some characteristics to your point that are, are very atypical, right? I mean, that thing has a rev range that, that goes way beyond. I mean, let's just compare the two that I've, I've really spent some time okay, on okay. Um, from, you know, from an Indian perspective. And I've had an opportunity to ride the Harleys and, and done a little bit more throughout other experiences, right, throughout, throughout my history with bikes. But, you know, so I've had an opportunity to get on the Scout and the Chieftain. And, you know, the Chieftain, what is it, 3,500? I, I couldn't tell you offhand right now the, the red line, but it is, you know, close to nothing. Sure. Um, you know, gobs of torque. Plenty of horsepower to get up and, and go where it needs to go and get out of its own way. It is definitely in no in no means a slouch. And this is the the 111 is the one I've had the opportunity to play with, not the 116. So the okay. smaller engine of the two, which right. truth be told, they're not, you know, from a from a horsepower and torque on paper, not incredibly different. But the the one thing I have noticed having the opportunity to play a little bit with the 116 is that the uh the characteristics of that engine are way more fun. It's, it's interesting that you don't get a lot more from a power side, but just the way that it handles itself, there's definitely a huge sound and feel benefit to the 116. But anyway, having more time on the 111, it, you know, it, it runs out. That's kind of where the characteristics of the Scout, in my opinion, is really awesome um, because it, it revs out quite a bit further. You know, it, it, it'll run up, you know, it's not a sport bike. It's not a, a four cylinder you know, Honda by any means, but it definitely compared to any other cruiser I've been on revs out in a very fun way. So from like a, a daily ride or a weekend warrior bike, I think it's really fun. Um, having been able to have a little bit more time on it, you know, it, it's a bit of a smaller bike, despite how big it actually is physically. Um, just with the ride position and how it runs, I don't know that I'd want to do you know, my multi-day trip on that over my street triple per se, which is also a small bike. It's in very that interesting feels. that you, you uh, just talking about size, you say that you wouldn't do it over the other one. I'm sure it has to have some size over the street triple. Are you saying that it's actually the same size or smaller? No, it's significantly larger in its physical size, but just the seating position and the way that it feels when you're on it, um, you know, feels fairly small. And for a cruiser that I'm going to take on distance, you know, that's not necessarily what I'm looking for, right? In a cruiser, if I'm going to, the benefit to me on a long trap, a long distance, you know, ride on a cruiser is the comfort size, ability to pack whatever you want, right? You have all that heft that you can now basically use it as a workhorse, right? And you don't lose anything because they have a lot of torque and horsepower, you know, at low RPMs in a way that you don't really feel like if you add 50 more pounds of gear, you almost don't notice it on the bike. Right. right. And right. the scout didn't necessarily feel that way to me. You know, it felt, you know, uh, more like the space and right. It's a very different riding position. So saying that it's just as small of a riding position as the street triple is, is not true. You're stretched out. It's way more comfortable on the scout. You know, it's not like you're riding like a sport bike and all tucked and, and hunched over. But it just didn't have that, you know, lounge, put your feet up and go for 400 miles feel that you get on a Chieftain or a Chief or, a, you know, a Street Bob or, you know, any of the Harleys as well on these big cruisers. It just doesn't have the big cruiser feel. So, again, you know, for, for a daily ride, for something that is kind of a jack of all trades that you can, trades that you can still, you know, chase your friends and keep up and, and rev out and have some fun with. There is nothing, you know, nothing bad to say about the Scout. I just, you know, given the two that I could pick on a trip uh, within the ones that I've ridden, you know, there's, it wasn't necessarily 
the one I would pick for a long distance travel. Um, that being said, right, taking it for a couple of days here and there or to borrow it for commuting um, and be able to ride that to, uh, you know, to get more of a feel for it. I think it's a great bike. So I, I see the uh, the benefits of it. I see why it's such a popular bike because it is. Uh, a lot of people like that. I, I Over a Sportster, I think I'd still go with the Scout all day, um, despite even my obvious bias here. Uh, you know, ignoring that bias, I hope you guys, you know, everybody's getting the, the, uh, the feel that I'm still going to be bluntly honest. Cause the point of, you know, the point of this is to, to talk about, you know, what I think I would want to hear if I were listening to, to me talk, which unfortunately is all the time. Um, <laughs> but you'd like to listen to yourself talk. Okay. All noted. the time. All the time. Just ask my wife. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's a good bike. It just wasn't, you know, the quick reviews, it was different than what I expected from, uh, you know, from a quick, a quick, uh, we'll call it demo ride per se, uh, having it a little bit longer, having more opportunity to, to ride that around, uh, gave me a bit of a different perspective in that, you know, for a day-to-day -day use, I think it's awesome for a multi-day use. I don't know that it's my go-to or would be. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that again, a lot of people would say that about the street triple, but I understand yes, where you're coming from. That's exactly where I was going to get at is, again, I'm the guy that rides a street triple on long trips. So the reality is it's probably no worse or better. It's just different, right? So if I right had both in the garage, it'd be, you know, 50-50 choice, right? It's right. not like it's a bad, you couldn't do it. It's bad for it. It just, you know, compared to that, jumping on a Chieftain, it's like, oh yeah, if I'm going to be all day on a bike, I mean, this is a friggin', you know, lounge chair and that's kind of you know I, I i will say that that having some more seat time on these heavy cruisers or even these midweight and lightweight cruisers i get it now <laughs> yeah okay okay you know a, a full fairing chieftain on a nice winter day where it's you know 28 degrees but not icy uh you don't hardly notice you know, you got your music on, you're just going down the freeway and who the heck cares how cold it is because my gear that I would normally be just enough in a 40 degree day on a street triple is now plenty warm with the full fairing, you know, heavy cruiser. So, you know, kudos to that world. I, I get it now and, uh, you know, have a certain appreciation that I definitely didn't before. Mm, mm, okay, so that's an interesting. So, I mean, that was really cool. So you got to take and ride each one of these bikes at least for what, three days? I mean, how, how, how did that work out for you? For, you know, as long as there's a designated use for it uh, for, for a few days, um, just to be able to kind of get that feel. I will say that about, and I don't mean for this to be a commercial at all, but uh, it's nice that there is definitely a customer-based mentality um, here that, that has really helped me to, uh, to, you know, they basically do that so that everyone within the doors has the experience of the owner. Right. And can be able to say, hey, I like this. I don't like that. Make contributions, give their opinion, give their thoughts so that, you know, it's, it's basically products at, at Polaris are designed by writers for writers kind of a mentality, which is which is kind of cool that they offer that up. Yeah, you know, and so and get that experience and people are taking advantage of it. I mean, are, are all the other bikes reserved right now? Uh, right now? No. But I mean, in fairness, right now, you know, it's, it was hailing heavily this morning and going to be dumping rain all weekend so it's not uh doesn't tend to be an overly popular thing at, at many of the facilities based on you know it's very weather dependent for obvious reasons so and that's why you picked the slingshot 
yes, for me, that's a that's a great winter vehicle compared to a bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I did hear I did hear uh, rumors that you had dropped the kids off. So that was. Pretty I will tell you what um, it happens to be one of my my children's birthday and this weekend, and that was their their choice was to grab that and you know go for a ride at some point. So despite the rain, we'll probably throw on some coats, go for a ride, enjoy some uh, you know some fun on it, and just kind of cruise some of the local roads and probably won't go too far. But uh, the kids, I, there's something about that ride, I guess, get, we're, we're going to get into it a little bit, that it's just stupid fun. Um, really? Really? Okay. I expected to be heavily disappointed uh, just because of, you know, I'm used to riding two wheels. So what's a big, heavy three-wheeler going to do for me, right? Yeah. Uh, they're about as fun as they look. <laughs> it's, it was pretty fun. I mean, in a world of, you know, I've got, I got, what, four kids now. In a world of vehicles that make no sense to me, like Miatas, uh, S2000s, you know, slingshots, things like this that just wouldn't make sense with as big of a family as I have. Right. This is uh, a pretty sweet ride. You get it, it's fun. It has its own benefits and, and fun that, I, you know, if you get the shot, I know there's a lot of rental programs throughout the country. Um, if you have any inkling and you're somewhere where it's just you and your spouse or you and a couple buddies, I, I highly recommend giving it a shot. It, it, it's surprisingly fun. They handle like a little go-kart almost. Um, it's a pretty fun vehicle. I, I was surprised. I expected to be disappointed. Uh, and I can't, you know, when you're on it, rain or shine, at least for me, because I don't mind the rain, there's a stupid grin on my face the whole time. <laughs> Every kid gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> My kids are super stoked to get in at any point. They fight over who gets to ride with me. It's fun. All right. So of the three, which one's most popular to, to be reserved? Uh, probably a slingshot, but it requires, like I said, so it, technically it's called an auto cycle, I think is the right term nationally. Okay. Um, so in most states, all you need is a driver's license. And because of that, and that, that includes where we're at in the Northwest. Um, so it's, you know, that one because anyone and everyone can jump in. I guess it is a manual. They do make automatics too, if if you're so inclined. But uh, that's about the only barrier to entry is can you drive manual? Oh, so they decided that if you don't know how to drive a manual, you have no right to ride one of our slingshots. Okay, that was nice of them. No, I mean you got you got to have some barrier to entry. Yeah, some prerequisite. <laughs> I don't yeah, know that's, that. That's, to me, that's pretty important. I think everybody should know how to drive manual. I mean, I did that at a young age, still have manual vehicles, you know, motorcycles or manual. I mean, I guess quads, those are a lot of those are CBTs anymore. Uh, but th that's interesting. That's pretty cool. Even motorcycles, you know, Honda's really pushing the uh, the automatic transmissions on the. They're no on, longer on a, a lot of their bikes. They're not a motorcycle anymore. <laughs> I tell you what, that's a that's a controversial topic right there, and I know a lot of guys that are all about the uh, the automatics, right? The the slipper clutches that'll shift for you. I mean, you're still you're still going, you know, what? Oh up God. five, down one, but well, not, then you uh, can if you've got somebody that wants to talk about it, you get them on the air because I'm going to tell you right now that that is not a vehicle, that is not a motorcycle, that is that is something different. We can talk about scooters and other things at that point. But we'll it still has a gearbox, right? It's still you still gotta flick it with your foot. There's just no clutch cable. Okay, okay. Well, you know, this isn't some recluse clutch on and off, you know, 
some sort of a, a, a special motocross bike. I mean, this is, you're talking, this is a different world. No, no, it doesn't work for me. We can get, we can get in here and we can debate all we want and it'll be more fun than anything else, but get somebody who wants to talk about that. Uh, let's have a discussion. You don't want to be in this conversation. I don't, me? Yeah. Okay. Is that what you're saying? You don't want to talk no. about this? No, I want to. Man. Find somebody. You go Bring away in. for a few let's months. Let's talk. Come back all confrontational. I see how it is. No, no, no. That's how that's what we roll. I mean, if anybody's listened to us, I mean, this is what we do. And you, you're sitting here, and you're you're. It sounds like you want to have a conversation about this. You're going to lose. And I know that you where you would stand on this. You really want an automatic? You want to just push the pedal? Is that all you want to do, Addison? Come on. No, I do not want an automatic. But I'll tell you what, I want them to make automatics because again, barrier to entry. The lower barrier to entry means more people will start riding. Maybe, maybe I think those that really want to ride are going to figure it out anyway. That's why we have classes here in the Northwest. It's all it's all uh, manual. You got to go through it. That's part of the process. I don't know. You don't have to go through it because uh, one of the choices in the Northwest for these classes is an uh, automatic scooter. Yeah, but they don't have enough of that. <laughs> they don't have enough. That's not. That's not. It's not like everybody can get on that. I'm it just doesn't saying. work. Check no. buddy. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Let's go. No, all right, man. Well, so it's been a minute, like you said earlier. What uh, what news has happened that, that may still be relevant, right? Anything that happened back in August, probably everyone knows and doesn't care unless it's that big of a deal that we need to hash it out, like automatic transmissions. But uh, <laughs> anything else that uh, that you've seen in the news? Oh, man, there's been a lot of things. You're going to put me on the spot. I, I don't know. I mean, I keep on hearing, like, the live wire now is going to be, is that Kimco now? <laughs> Kimco live wire? Like, what are we going? I mean, to me, I'm just trying to figure this out. It's already a pri- high-priced vehicle, and now that's going to be a Kimco. I'm sorry, but I just don't see the value there. I see the value. I see the value. I see what they're doing. I see what they're going for. But for me, I'm trying to understand, like, are you still going to try to charge almost $30,000 for this vehicle, and it's not even going to say Harley on it anymore? I, it ain't it ain't gonna work for me. I want to get on one. I want to ride one. I want to check it out, but nowhere near the price point that I think that they're gonna go for. Do you know what it's gonna be? What isn't it like supposed to be like around twenty, little mid twenties now? It didn't bring the price down much, if anything. Well, they're gonna do. I'm sure it'll be a multi option, right? There'll be the low cost, the high cost, and the mid. You know, the the, the Goldilocks brand of of live wire, right? A little too much, a little too little, and and just right. But uh, dude, that's that's. Yeah. I mean, I, the only reason why this even came up is right before we were doing this, right before we we started recording on here, I'm on listening to something on YouTube and here comes an ad for the live wire. So it's really relevant. That's the only reason why it's the first thing that comes up is because I just saw an ad. So they're pushing it. It's on YouTube. I obviously, I let watch some, some stuff that's relevant, motorcycle related. So that's what they're throwing at me, but it's just, I mean, I just don't know. I can't do it. I don't know. Well, we're, we're starting strong with this one because so we got to look back, right? You can't just start with the live wire. You got to go back, what, in the last five, six years in Harley history, right? They've been trying yeah. all kinds of stuff for the last five or six years. Yeah. You know, yeah. they've got, the, they had the live wire. Granted, they started the live wire a lot before that, but at least finally released it. You know, they've got the Pan America. They've got these little sport versions that they kind of half pushed for like a hot summer and then still made but never really you know kind of hit it in the closet almost for their their sportier versions and now mm-hmm. you know in the last six to eight months they've said hey you know we're just going to we're cutting out everything that isn't our core competency and we're just going back to cruisers 
This was fun. Yeah. We had a We're fun adventure our name for five years. Yeah. Exactly. And that was kind of, they made that statement that we had a fun five years. We're done with this. That was cute. We played around, but we're back to what we do. And then like months later was the, oh, by the way, we've partnered with Kimco. They're going to help us with the live wire slash we're going to help them slash I'm not really sure where one starts and one ends, but I guess it doesn't matter because the point is Livewire is a brand. Harley is a brand. They no longer shall be spoken together, which I don't think is entirely true. I think Harley's well aware and okay with people combining, but I, I don't think it's bad for Harley. I, you know, they do have a core competency. They have what sells. They know their rider base. Everyone talks about them needing to get a younger, fresher rider base. I don't think that's the problem. It's a branding issue. It's not a writer based yeah, issue. I don't know. This is a debatable that this is debatable as well because not everybody wants a cruiser. It takes a yes. specific kind of a mindset to be able to get on a cruiser. They got to have something. They got to have variety. You got to go outside of that, right? So you can't you? go all the way. You do. I think that they have to. Yeah. I think they have to have something to kind of keep it fresh. I think I'm not saying Livewire was the right choice, but you know they have this adventure motorcycle. They got the Bronx. They got other things going on. I mean, what's going to be the thing that pushes them to the next and becomes relevant for the next generation? And I think they're still trying to figure out. I'm all for them doing it, but I don't know. Are they? At, are, you're saying that they're there now? That they're okay? That they can step back and they're fine? Or I, I don't think that's the case. I think for what they do and what they do well, um, you know, I mean, the same question, right? Should should Tesla be making a, you know, ethanol based high performance car? Are they no. in the process of actually trying to reimagine themselves in a way that captures the interest of their audience, the target audiences that they need, and are, are or are they already a status symbol? Because I don't think that they have to worry about it. I think that's an unfair. That's not even a, that's not even an apples to apples comparison. That should be out of the picture. What I'm I understand is, what you're trying to say, but it doesn't make sense in this case. They're trying to be relevant and they're trying to make a, 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 a an actual. Like, this is who we are. They're trying to have some sort of a statement on who they are and what they are doing forward. They've been all over the board. This didn't help solidify that at all. They're well, off the board again. You're right. They're they just took changed a step back. Now, yeah, but it, 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 okay, it's like the flavor of the month. Okay, what's Harley doing this year? Well, and that's fair. And I think that that's the issue is they, they are now well aware that that's been a problem, that this whole moving into the future has not been working out for them and has been only pissing off their, you know, their current customer base so instead they said, i don't think hey, it messes what? with their current customer base i think their current customer base could care less they as long as they can get the bike that they want the problem that they're messing up is that nobody nobody understands what their identity is yeah well you know their current customer base speaking of that one of the big things i'm seeing these days is uh you know they've got a new sportster and i don't know if you've seen the ad for it but i'll tell you what it looks exactly like the old Sportster, as far as I can tell. <laughs> you know, I'm not really surprised, but I mean, it, it seems to be kind of what they've been doing. I mean, there's been some improvements. Don't get me wrong. I think that we could have some people here that are diehard Harley-Davidson fans, and they would have a lot to tell us about what has changed and what's improved. I haven't been following it that closely. And I think maybe that's what I've been trying to allude to, is that what are they doing? Because they it's not really visible. Like, what are they doing to be relevant that isn't just big, massive um, tear-ups in everything that they're doing. So I don't know. I'm I'm still intrigued. I'm hopeful. I love Harley-Davidson's as far as an iconic brand, an iconic motorcycle, and something that I wouldn't mind having myself. But I'm trying to – is that going to be what I'm going to go out and purchase as my next vehicle? And that's where I, we started talking about things like Indian – 
uh, scouts and other things where I can get a little bit more of what I want, something a little bit more relevant, even if it's not ideal. To your point, it isn't the long-term, long-ride cruiser, but it is something that I can enjoy on a daily basis. And that's what I want to see come out of Harley. And I think that people would point to the Sportster, but I'm not really feeling that anymore. I think that it's it's a brand that's been longstanding, but what is the update that keeps it relevant? Well, I'll be honest. It looks the same. That would be my guess. Is I think I know they're going water cooled. I assume it's going to be similar to the Scout. Uh, I hope it's an overhead cam, and they're just going to basically try to keep up with the Scout now, right? Have it yeah. rev out a little higher, and that's it. Otherwise, it's the same dang bike. Um, you know, the, the Pan America's done well. I'll, I'll give them that. That that's yeah. you know for what yeah. I expected. I expected the first hundred to sell immediately, and everyone to you know give up on it pretty quick. People right. do love that, so they're you know they're doing something. But I I agree, if they're looking to pivot, they're not. They're just adding the Pan America to the box because as adventure bikes go, it's clearly still a Harley, which is good for branding, but it's not you know the Triumph, you know the Scrambler twelve hundred. It's no surprise that I love that bike. I liked the nine hundred. Uh, what it lacked, the twelve hundred makes up for. That thing came out and it's winning rallies, you know mm-hmm. with. 600 cc dirt bikes Mm -hmm. you bring that out and it's like okay well it's not would you know it's small it doesn't have a lot of storage space it's not like you're going to go travel the world comfortably like you would on a gs 1250 but you put take that thing off road put it in full off-road mode on the on the premium option of the bike and that thing will haul and take you know a dirt track like a dirt bike you know and and so it competes it's got its little niche where it's a street bike that acts like a dirt bike. It's no GS1250, right? You're not super comfortable for long days on the highway. But mm-hmm. if you're going to go do a, an adventure that involves mostly dirt, I'll tell you what, I'd pick that over a GS all day. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's so, fair. So, you know, and, that, and that's what, to your point, that, that's what I don't see in the Pan America is yeah. it's this weird, like, you know, half heart. To, to talk about Indian, right? We've got the FTR at Indian and it's, you know, it, it fits a certain market that's a flat track like bike. And the new ones, they've reduced the front tire, they've reduced the sizes, they've made it so it's a lot more accessible and kind of fits in that sport bike world. Yeah, but it's not yeah. a sport bike, right? You go to a track day and you're going to get, you know, whooped by a leader bike all day. Um, you know, and, and, and it used to be kind of that wannabe off-road bike, but it never really had the chops. Well, there's a rally version and truth be told, I'd probably pick that over a Pan America because it is just about as good off-road. You know what I mean? That, that's the problem. It's also not really an adventure bike. It's just your street tracker type FTR with slightly large, slightly higher suspension, a little bit bigger tires and higher bars. So it's just more comfortable. Yeah, I think the Pan America's got it as far as being able to go into that market, maybe it's got a little bit of a head, you know, start on that. I, I understand where you're coming from. You got to really option out um, an FTR to be able to get to that point. In my yeah. opinion, maybe I'm absolutely wrong, but uh, but I think that you can actually get on the Pan America as optioned um, and then be able to go out and start doing a lot of things that you would on, on other bikes that would be more uh, typically common. I don't think the FTR would be the initial one, other than that it would have a certain fun factor. It has the heritage. I think that's the biggest thing about the FTR, and I think that it's a huge advantage for it is it has heritage. That's the thing I think that that maybe my perspective for Harley-Davidson that they've missed out on and that actually Indian has done an amazing job at is being able to create a fan base by attending and doing well 
in different things like flat track or going to uh, what is it for the, the the baggers competition? That's the, the king the, of the baggers. Indian one won again. Yeah. yeah, and so it's been really big. So they're creating a certain heritage that you can get behind. If you didn't know Indian, hey man, but whoa, have you seen what they've been doing for the last three years? And then you can go through and you can talk about it. And this bike, this FTR that came out, it's based on this. It's not the same. It's not identical, but it's the heritage. Is that that they wanted to have this assembly? That this is actually what this can bring to your mind. And man, they've been doing awesome. This is an awesome bike. I've got an awesome bike. People getting excited about getting on it. Then they've got these, like, even one thing for Indian and, and Harley Davidson. Everybody's kind of going down this, which is just really interesting. Just a quick touch base on this. But they've got these little electric motorcycles that they're that they're producing. And I know that we've talked about this offline as well. And you probably have a little bit more information on it. But it's like everybody's trying to get this customer base at a young age. And it's still not the heritage that you need. You need, you need the wins. You need the acumen from actually going out and doing well in sports. Yep. Uh, well, I think that that's, you know, that it's always kind of been the, the Indian versus Harley competition is when they show up in these, in these sports and truth be told, it's flat track. And I know that Harley, you know, makes a complete custom in the same way that, you know, the actual racing, but the actual bikes that Indians running are, you know, seven fifties, they're not running an FTR by any means. No. Um, you know, and same with Harley, they're, they're building custom bikes for those races, but you know, at the same point, you know, Harley doesn't have, I mean, I guess you could put a ton of cash into a Sportster and make it look like that bike, but, you know, an FTR, it looks like it, right? For for the average person, you know, if, if, if I park next to, especially a non-rider, and I pull into a parking lot, they're like, oh, dude, is that the flat track racer? You know what I mean? They're not going to know yeah. the difference from, from anything. Yeah. yeah. So, well, but, and, but the thing is, is the Indian has actually been winning. I mean, they've been doing really well. I'm not saying that people aren't winning on Harley Davidson's, but the big news is that Indian came in and is taking it by storm. Yeah. And so if they're able to do that, that's the kind of engineering, that's the capabilities that they have. They're able to produce something, go into a field that they had no business in, you know, five years ago or whenever it was, and then just dominate it. That's something that tells you something. What does that tell you? It's like, man, this is who I'm getting behind. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're not, they're not trying to second guess themselves and reimagine themselves, even though we can talk about Polaris and their previous venture for cruisers and other things, right? So there was a little bit of that, but they finally got behind something that had heritage, back to what I was talking about, this long-standing heritage of Indian motorcycles. And it's not to be an advertisement for you, because I know that's where you are now, but, but that's kind of been my viewpoint on it since day one, if you go back and listen. Yep. No, and I and and that's that's definitely you know kind of where where that went was was use that history, um, and you know and and I think that it's been you know a, a pretty good a pretty good pivot that way uh, you know for Polaris. It's not like it was just take the name and slap it onto anything and, and sell it just for the name alone. There's been you know a lot of to your point right winning races. There's been a lot of work involved with making sure that it's true to that heritage. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and to Harley's point, it's not like they're not being true. That's, I guess, what I was getting at with your comments before is by saying, hey, 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 we're done with this pie in the sky stuff. We're just going back to cruisers. Yeah. I mean, that's what I appreciate about that statement is, is Harley saying, hey, let's get back to what we're good at. Let's go back to our heritage. Let's focus on that. Right. And especially in the times that we've had from a weird market, you know, granted, bikes are selling like hotcakes. But, you know, from a from a cruiser perspective, that's not as much true. A lot of it's adventure and dirt. Um, with the exception of Indian, I will say 
uh, Indians had, I think they were one of the, depending on which metrics you're looking at, whether it's sales or whether it's customer-based reviews, has been in the top three for all of 2021. So, you know, they've about, they've kind of broken that mold from a, you know, adventure bike slash dirt bike world that we kind of grew into in the last two, three years. But otherwise... Well, as long as those statistics didn't come from consumer reports, then Dennis will be happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but you did mention, you were talking about kind of that that heritage and I, you know, not to, to be long in the tooth on kind of our return episode, I think we can pivot into this, um, that, that, you know, Indian is supporting a lot of things. One of those things coming up is the One Moto Show in Portland. Ooh, very good. Um, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. So we've yeah. got a, a, a lot of what's coming up type discussions to have. And I don't want to, you know, we can go into history. We'll have some interviews. We'll have a lot coming up with this. We are going to that, just so everybody knows. And uh, we want everybody that's listening to be able to go to that and maybe even save some some cash if they can. Um, so we've actually set up with, uh, with the One Show. I would say they'd set up with us because it's their tickets. Um, but if you get tickets for any of the days that you go into the one show and you use the code SLACKERMOTO20, you can get 20% off your ticket of any of the times. Um, so when you buy your tickets for the one show, feel free to just, when you buy them, there's a promo code at the bottom, just like any other website. Hopefully you've heard of a promo code. Um, but if you just do SLACKERMOTO20, all one word, S-L-A-K-R-M-O-T-O-20, you can get 20% off your ticket. Uh, this is not a paid advertisement by any means, but we just want to make sure if you're going, if you're in the Northwest uh, and you haven't bought your tickets yet, use that uh, and you'll get you'll get a discount. But that is coming up. That's one of those what's coming situations that uh, that Brad and I are going to be there. Uh, and we're going to hopefully come back with, uh, you know, the, the plan is come back with quite a bit of, uh, of conversations with builders. We've got a few things lined up that we already know are 100% going to happen that should make next month's um, you know, podcast significantly more interesting than just Brad and I yelling at each other. Oh, but I think it's fun. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> and I know that some others do as well. So I, I, we're not alone in that, but I don't think that's universally enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, we can get into talking about I'm excited for it. I think it's awesome that uh, even though we've had a little bit of a hiatus that uh, they gave us the opportunity. So I really appreciate that as well. Uh, it's going to be a good time. I know we got a few guys from uh, previous uh, work life that you've had that are going to be also there. And so it should be should be a really good event. Uh, hoping to see everybody else on there. Um, but, you know, everybody else is doing it. So don't miss out. If you're yeah. missing out, it's, uh, it's a real thing and you should be worried. If, if you've never been, I mean, this one's at Zydell Yards, um, which it was last year as well. And I, I kind of, I was talking to Thor about this. Uh, we were kind of passing passing words back and forth a little bit uh in conversation and and um i guess through messages but uh i don't know how they really do it but every year seems to no matter what's going on be better than the year past in some way um you know it's it's a good show so anyway i all that said you definitely do not want to miss it if you are in town especially if you're already here uh in portland it's it's what friday saturday sunday uh, and that is, I guess I should give exact dates here, which I can actually do. It's the 29th, 30th of this month and the 1st of next. So April 29th through May 1st. Um, but yeah, make sure if you're around, you can do it. If you're not, then you can drive up because you're not too far. Definitely it's worth it. It's it's pretty sweet. A lot of really good customs. Um, it's been my favorite, one of my favorite events of the year for what, 
basically since I was going eight, eight, nine years ago. So yeah, and they've got some pretty awesome venues. Even uh, going back to the pickle factory, and I don't know, there's probably some before that, but that was the first time I ever went, and uh, it's been pretty cool. Well, yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll deep dive into kind of where we're at with it next year, or sorry, next year, next month. Uh, it might be next year based on what we do sometimes when we record and then come back a year later. But <laughs> but um, I'm sure we'll deep dive a little further. But it, it's been been some cool places. This one's good. It was there last year, and it was it was pretty awesome. The open air yet covered environment was very. Uh, I don't know. It gave a, a certain feel that others didn't. You know, again, I don't know that. They're always a little bit better in one way or another. So, um, you know, it kind of depends what you're into, but they have all kinds of bikes and uh, it should be pretty cool. So I'm pretty stoked to go. I'm stoked to do an in-person uh, conversation again because, man, I don't know if we're going to make it too much further with these online uh, or these, these these virtual recordings that we're doing. Uh, it's getting taxing, man, from a logistics standpoint. No, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I guess I had a couple other things I want to talk about, but we've already alluded to it. Um, so it's been a while since we've been doing this. Um, and I think we, we've we've come together, Brad and I, to, to kind of reset in a way that is sustainable uh, and hopefully just brings value without any fluff or anything like that. Not that we ever do fluff episodes, but you might have felt like we did in the past because I can't necessarily say that we've never just, just added time to add time. Uh, <laughs> just being honest here. Um, but the, the plan now is we're going to do a, kind of a monthly episode within the writing se- season. So it'll be more of a seasonal podcast. Um, we'll do kind of, uh, basically every month we'll, we'll release a new one. Um, uh, and it'll be a little bit longer, have a little bit more information. We may release it over a couple of episodes. So it's more, uh, I like commute friendly podcasts. So, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to kind of find natural pause points as we go through the one show and have some interviews plus our chats. Right. I expect that to be a little bit longer. We'll release it in a way that is kind of in, in bites so you can listen to it on your commute because that's my favorite time is throw that on the helmet. Right. Well, especially with people commuting now. Yeah, that's true. We're a, we're, a lot of people are back to commuting. And if you're working from home, you can just binge them all, right? Doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't make too much of a difference. Um, but just so everybody's aware. Sick. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, but we, uh, yeah. So we'll do just one a month, but they'll be a little bit, a little bit fuller, a little bit. It gives us time to prep more and, and set up some interviews and things that have been, at least to me, a lot more fun, right? Like our, our old, if you haven't listened to some of these, back when we used to get big groups together, uh, a lot of the older ones had had kind of a roundtable of of guests. We've had interviews with Ryan Pyle. We've had we've had some cool podcasts that took a lot of planning, uh, giving a couple of weeks to plan those and then just spend one longer day recording. Uh, I'm looking forward to that change. I think it'll be awesome. So just yeah. so everybody's aware. Uh, plus, if I say it out loud, it means I have to do it. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the the other thing we've talked about and gotten going a few times uh, is a little bit more bike testing. Uh, so we've gotten that a little bit more dialed in. So we'll see a little bit more specific bike reviews that Brad and I both get to to hop on and try. Um, again, that kind of comes with having you know not every not two days a week uh, with recording, but being able to get together and do these physical events. So that should be really good. Um, and then, yeah, we've got our, our annual ride coming up. So we'll have that to talk about as well, following our episode about the one show. So there's a lot coming down the pipeline, um, taking a little bit of time to, to kind of resettle and, and reset. Hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully it's something that, that we can all get behind. So I, it's been, yeah, 
been good to take a break and get a little bit of time to breathe and catch up on life. But uh, appreciate everybody that's kind of back with us. Yeah, yeah, patience is uh, is appreciated, but uh, this is going to be great. If you have any suggestions, you should definitely reach out. We're looking forward to making this uh, what our our uh, listener base is looking for. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we've had we've had a lot of weird, weirdly high hopes for it, and I think just kind of hyper focusing on those things is going to allow it to be a little bit more. Ah, a little more better, um, you know, within within what we're doing instead of just, uh, you know, making sure that we always get together. So uh, nonetheless, it's also a good excuse to, to hang out with Brad. So for me, I, I appreciate that, bud. Yeah, no, same here. Looking forward to being more in person. So it's I agree. That's, that, that's, that's a win right there and getting groups together. So we'll, we'll get all that set up, but uh, appreciate everybody coming back. Appreciate uh, everybody's time and, and efforts and, and sticking with us. Uh, I want to also mention, if you've made it this far, you 100% deserve it. But we will be doing some pretty heavy giveaways for actually free tickets to Friday at The One Show. Um, so if you check the uh, Slacker Moto Instagram, you'll see that come up. There'll be a post that you can uh, respond to answering a, a certain question, uh, which the answer will probably be Brad's KLR650. Sorry, he has a 250. Wow. So what is it going to be? Is it 650 or 250? It'll be the, it'll be Brad's KLR 250 will be the answer to the question. <laughs> so you've already got it dialed if you listened. Otherwise, people are going to have to really hunt for it. Um, but again, check out the Instagram and it'll just be a response to the post. And it'll probably be about the first five people that, in fact, it will be the first first five responses um, to this post, we'll we'll get free tickets to Friday, and I believe it's any any one of the times on Friday uh, to the one show. So if you're planning to go, jump on our Instagram, uh, you know, like and follow, and and do that. As of course, leave a review uh, of the podcast uh, if you've left a review as well. Let's do that first. First five reviews uh, of the podcast as well. We'll go ahead and give a a free ticket to as well. So let's, how let's, many free tickets can I get? Uh, you get as many as I want to give you, Brad. Oh, geez. So doesn't it's not dependent upon my entries and guesses because I think I I think I know the answer. Uh, I, I I do too. So uh, okay. KLR two fifty. Okay. Um, but also, yeah, if you leave a review of the podcast wherever you're listening, um, and again, share with your friends. We appreciate it, everybody, and hope that uh, we all have an awesome month. And look for us at the one show. Uh, I will be there multiple days, guaranteed. Probably Saturday, truth be told, uh, for the day that most other people will find us there. Um, But we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Until next time, ride on. And I missed that.